0: No, it's, uh, anyway, it's, listen, I just, uh, I wanted to check in about Dusty, and I just wanted to see, because, uh, we haven't talked in a little, in in a few days or or a week now, so I just wanted to see how he was doing. No,
1: I, I, hey, I really appreciate you having me on the show, and, uh, you
0: know. (laughs) (laughs) Hey,
1: everybody, welcome to It's Just Bodybuilding, episode 92. Of course, Dusty is, uh, still out of commission right now, he's recovering, and, uh, we're going to keep the show rolling without him until he's ready to come back. On today's show, Fuad Abiad comes on. We have a great chat on it's just bodybuilding. Hey everybody, back to It's Just Bodybuilding, another episode solo as we uh, wait for Dusty to fully recover and uh, Fuad Abiad, gracious to come on the show man, it's great to have you on, uh, this is your uh, second round on here isn't
0: it? Yeah, my second time, thank you very much for having me on man, it's unfortunate circumstances but I'm uh, I'm happy to be able to kind of fill in a little bit if I can
2: yeah
1: yeah no uh it's you know we have guests on every once in a while to you know change the pace of the show and uh with dusty away i'm gonna keep doing the show with guests and just keep keep it going you know keep the vibe going and uh and you know hopefully dusty hops back in whenever he's you know ready to put up with me again
0: can i ask can i ask how he's doing
1: yeah so uh yeah great place to start i was going to give an update um the last update i got was a couple days ago um He was uh, moved out of ICU into the general uh, general wing of the hospital Mm. and he had started his uh, what they you know physiotherapy which is like they're teaching him to swallow again and making sure he can do all that stuff. So he was swallowing ice chips and water and I guess they gave him an A plus on day one. So uh, you know and uh, as far as I know he's he's awake now. He's not totally uh, last I heard he wasn't Aware of how much time had passed yet yeah. that hadn't set in that it had been like a month, right? Has,
0: um, it been, has it been a month?
1: Yeah, he's been in the hospital for a month. He was he was uh, unconscious for over three weeks.
0: Oh my god, man!
1: Yeah, that's a weird thing to try to grasp when you're.
0: Kind I was going to say I, I can't imagine like going to sleep and waking up and it being a month later. Yeah, it's June or three weeks. Later. Yeah, like it's just crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. This is probably a really stupid question, but obviously he can't talk, oh. right? So they, so
1: he's got a tracheotomy, and I, yeah. I don't totally understand what this meant, but I guess they put like a speaking valve on it. Oh, okay. okay. During the day, and yeah. he can sort of talk, but I guess it's pretty laborious because you know his breathing's not 100% yet. Yeah. As far as I know, there's still some pneumonia, but they've got the vent like way down now. So he's he's winning the battle against everything. It's gonna be matter of time, but I'm I'm waiting for uh uh, today. I'm getting an update today. I just haven't got it yet. So what
0: what is there? What is what are his spirits like? Is he like completely um, distraught? Does he so I wake?
1: Yeah, I guess he's he's still a little bit like. There's a lot of drugs in his system still, so I don't really know. Uh, I guess he's cracked a few jokes, um, That's Dusty dusty, dusty. Wood. Dusty I can hear it too. The I guess they went to move him, mm-hmm. and he went like one, two, three, up. Like you know, like he's <laughs> spotting someone on the incline. You know.
2: Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Um. So that's uh, right. yeah, he's he's in there. He's in there somewhere. He's, yeah. he's he'll come out as uh, the drugs wear off. I I uh you know we see movies where people like wake up after they've been in like an induced coma, mm-hmm. and they just pull the hoses out and run out of the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. You know?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. That's not how that works. Those no if you've been on paralytics for three weeks, like you have to like get your hand moving again and like get, yeah. you know what I mean? It's, it's quite a process. So, I'm, uh,
0: I'm so nervous for him, man. Like, like I said, me, me and Dusty weren't close, but I, I just know him. but just thinking just yeah. from one, one human to another, like, <laughs> man, I, I can't imagine the guy is a monster, like in the yeah. gym and the way he trains and the way he lifts and the, it's inspiring so many people. And, Is he going to be able to get there again? Is he going to be able to do those things again? Is he going to have to stop all that? Like, all those questions are out there, you know what I mean? Well, as far as getting his
1: ability back, um, I I think that uh, one thing bodybuilders in general, and uh, obviously all, like, athletes have uh, over normal people, is our nervous systems are far superior. Okay. You know, like, firing our muscles is, like... We can make that happen yeah, so yeah. our nervous systems are just so just so they
0: have a in, better connection
1: better connections with everything so you know when they give him an a plus for swallowing on day one yeah. um that's no surprise that there's people that fail on yeah, day one they yeah. can't swallow nicely you know and so just every muscle in his body i think is going to come back faster i think as far as being huge and strong again that's dependent on how healthy his esophagus is going to turn out to be because it's going to be a food thing
0: so how do they I know when we spoke, he said he had scar tissue built up in his esophagus. Yeah. Is there, again, a stupid question? They can't replace an esophagus. So, like,
1: well, I, how I does guess, he move forward? Well, I, it just depends on how well it heals up. I mean, he had an unfortunately uh, violent choking incident. So, it wasn't like it just ripped, you know, swallowing like a normal bite of food. Mm-hmm. Um, he ran into, like, you know, it was a, a weakened esophagus combined with a really bad choking incident yeah. yeah so i mean who knows if he hadn't choked on on that so badly that 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 meal so badly maybe it would have never tore ever you know yeah um yeah. so it just i'm not really sure you know these are the questions we're gonna have to just kind of wait and see
0: um, um what what uh another question i wanted to ask was the gofundme yeah and I, I heard a lot of really negative shit about the gofundme and that really really bothered me i just want to say one thing and and you can Stop me if you want, but I just feel like people who are mad at the fact that he had a go fund me, one, he didn't set it up. Two, if you don't want to donate, don't fucking donate, but don't run your mouth. Like I feel like like I don't understand why people care if obviously he has a like I've I've seen comments like, Well, maybe you shouldn't have bought a nice truck. And I'm like, it's so absolutely a horrible horrible thing to say like nobody plans to have a $200,000 medical bill
1: you know what I mean like
0: it just it, it sounds insane to have that thought process
1: yeah and another thing too is people a lot of people don't understand how the health insurance works in the states like I mean there's people like there's I just read a story the other day about a woman who had really good health insurance like she thought she had really good health insurance she was paying like you know pretty good rate for some pretty good health insurance yeah and she got um like cervical cancer
0: yeah
1: and they were like oh you're only 29 that's too young to get cervical cancer we don't cover that oh my god yeah Yeah, like like you know if you were 35 we would cover it but 29 that's some weird like outlier if you read here in the fine print like it's a fucked up situation
0: you know but aside from that though the commentary about uh, somebody, yeah Somebody and I'm like, how, how are you supposed to live your life then? Okay, I'm not going to buy anything. Yeah, I'm just going to save. I'm going to live. I'm just going to keep half a
1: million dollars in the bank yeah. and and just in case I get something yeah, crazy. Just,
0: it's just such a stupid thought. Yeah. And I'm like, and, and also the the secondary thought part of it is, if you're offended by the GoFundMe, you don't have to put out nasty comments. Just don't donate to it. Yeah. No one, no one's forcing you to donate. If his fans care about him or any fans of anybody who has a gofundme care or not fans but even if people care about a cause and they want to donate yeah. it's, their fucking, it's their fucking prerogative yeah there's nobody else's right to say whether you should or shouldn't it's your money you made it you want to you want to help somebody then you know that it should be good so anyway i i wanted to i was the last time i looked at the gofundme i was pretty happy that people kind of rallied around Dusty so I don't know where it's at now but
1: yeah it's doing good and uh, it's it's continuing to climb and uh you know every once in a while we we kind of push it back out again and and help it get a little more of a look so um it's definitely going to help and you know when Dusty like I don't know when he'll be fully sort of cognizant of everything that's happened um but you know we we want him to know that you know there's a lot of people and that's the thing there's a lot of people that voluntarily just want to help him out
0: Can I just say another thing about the GoFundMe too? I imagine, and and this is only me imagining, if I ever end up in that situation seeing and and the reason I say this I think of Luke, right? If Luke's ever watching, looking down we raised a lot of money for Luke through GoFundMe for his children and this is the same thing I was thinking if I was Dusty, if I woke up and I saw that this money had been raised and it was, let's say it was only from $2, I think $5 is a minimum donation so let's say it's even if it was five dollars from each person, I would feel it would it would make me want to get better faster or, yeah. or or it would almost help me get better because I knew that all these people cared enough to reach yeah. into their pocket, even for five bucks and just not say alone. and just say, yeah, we care about you. You know, And it would make me want to feel better and get better. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's, it's not just the money aspect. It's like I feel like there's more to it that he's going to see when he wakes up and goes, wow, you know, people really do care. And I did inspire people and I and people did get something from me, you know, and
1: another thing. And, and I'm sure we have all done it to a degree. I mean, there's always for, for every one of us, you and me, there's something that something in the world that pisses us off and Mm -hmm. maybe we have a day where we make a statement about it on instagram like you know i I try not to be political but every once in a while something will like irritate me and i was fucking there Mm -hmm. you know and um we we have to realize we live in an age where it's a little too easy to be mean oh
0: my god you're, you're fucking telling me that's it's like, a little too easy to be mean it's not you know like
1: no. <laughs> it used to be hard to be mean to someone you had to go up to them and be mean to them
0: it's not only you know? that. it's not only that it's too easy to be mean it pays to be fucking mean yeah there are you people the sad thing is part of their business model it's the sad thing is it's almost like the more of an and it's weird because people conflate the truth with being an asshole yeah it's like no no that guy's not honest he's just a dick Like, like, and I should know because I'm an asshole, but I'm like, there's this, there's, there's somebody telling the truth and there's somebody being provocative and then there's somebody just being an asshole just to cause drama. Yeah. And, uh, and the, the sad thing is nowadays you actually can make a living just from being ignorant. My philosophy is, and I think it's a, it's a Bill Burr, uh, it's it's gotta be good. It's a Bill Burr skit. No, I, I don't. I don't even. I'm not even gonna try and do this skit because I don't have the comedic timing. But R- it was it was something along the lines. If it, it was something about road rage and you know you shoot somebody the finger in your car, like if you were in an elevator with that person, would you shoot the finger at? Like, and you wouldn't do that. So I'm like, if you're not, if you would never say something to a person to their face. Yeah. Just and not because like Dusty's tough or I'm tough or anybody's tough. It's just human decency. Like if you're not gonna say it to someone to their face, just don't say it. Yeah. So I don't know. Anyway, uh,
1: that's a that's a that's a rule that a lot of people have uh, just for, left in the left in the olden days, Fuad.
0: <laughs> well, because you can, because there's no there's no human connection online. So when there's no human connection, there's yeah. no there's no emotion. Like you type this thing and then you fuck off about your day, and you don't yeah. you don't get to see what the reaction is or feel the reaction because you already fucked off. And yeah. one, about, one about your business. You don't have to experience the consequences of, you, of your decisions. And not even like violent consequences. Just no seeing somebody get upset. You would never want to make somebody upset in person. Like you would never look at them and make them feel like shit. Unless they did something to you.
1: It, so, what, one of the worst things. Like one of the things that it happened to everybody. It's happened to me. Is when you you make a honest, well-intentioned joke. And you realize it hurt the person's feelings. Yeah. Like, we've all done that. We've all thought, oh, well, this, you know, I think this is open for joke. Yeah. Like, I think this is be, be a good joke. And, and then you realize that maybe you, you weren't quite as aware of the situation as possible. And if that ever happens and you realize you hurt someone's feelings, I always feel fucking terrible.
0: Yeah. Paul does that to me all the time. <laughs> You're a line stepper. You're a habitual line stepper. <laughs> no. No, it's, uh, anyway, it's, listen, I just, uh, I wanted to check in about Dusty and I just wanted to see, cause, uh, we haven't talked in a little, in, in a few yeah. days or, or a week now. So I just want to see yeah, how he was no, doing.
1: No, I, I, hey, I really appreciate you having me on the show and, uh,
0: <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't do well on this side of the mic. I'm
1: like, I'm, <laughs> no, you realize how that wrong. Your this makes my life so easy. My girlfriend's like, so how's the show going to go with food? And I'm like, well, I'll just, I'll just let food interview me. Yeah. It should be good. No, no. I'm, uh, that, it's, i am uh, it's, I know it's all, it's, it, we're all pulling for dusty and, uh, and, and I, I'm, I'm glad you, I'm glad that you asked it. It, uh, it, um, it demonstrates even more about, you know, I mean, you're considered, you know, you're like the Oprah of bodybuilding. Somebody,
0: and, said that, somebody said that to me before. Oh, really? <laughs> somebody said that to me before. I'm the Oprah of bodybuilding. Goes, yeah. I don't know. So, okay, I'll take it.
1: No, man. Uh, it,
0: it, it, it is
1: funny. I was thinking the other day about your show, you know, um, how it's evolved. Yeah. And like when you started, it was the Real Bodybuilding Podcast, right? Yeah. And, uh, and then it, it sort of evolved into bodybuilding and bollocks as well. And then you had to have two shows. Yeah, and, and bodybuilding and box kind of became bro. Chad, I'm a little. What's There's what three. There's three now. There's three now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so uh, it sort of reminded me how, like, you know, uh, you know, like Jerry Springer started out trying to do serious interviews, and then he wound up the ratings were actually in like midgets throwing chairs at each other. Don't so say they,
0: now you're saying I'm a Jerry Springer? <laughs> 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 no, see, no, no. I, I have a right. philosophy. I like to give people a little bit of everything. But, yes. but bodybuilding is a little bit of everything, right? There's yes. no, there's no Holy character. B- bodybuilding is not one thing. It's like, uh-huh. there's serious people in bodybuilding. I consider myself a little bit more serious. There's completely wild people in bodybuilding like Nick and, and guy or just like crazy, funny and just do dumb don't care things. care what people think, yeah. And then there's like really bodybuilding centric people like James and Ben and like who are just like, want to talk about the sport and like live the sport every day and Ian and, um. That's why I have the three different shows. So I have, like, Bro Chat's kind of like the jock, you know, sit around and talk about bullshit. And then I have, like, the more bodybuilding-centric. Like, uh, James would like to say it's the uh, – what did he call it the one day? I don't know. Something about high tea. It was the more affluent of the, right. the, the bodybuilding. bullets is the the upper level
1: of Bro Up, Chat. Uptown. Yeah, uptown. The, yeah. yeah. Bro and Chat's then, uh, downtown.
0: Yeah, and then RBP is kind of, like, my passion, which is, is – is, not as popular but it's okay because i like doing it and i like the more serious conversation of exposing each athlete and their history and their past and why they got into the sport and all that kind of thing so people can get to know the bodybuilders so i i I really enjoy watching real bodybuilding yeah i get those i it's not the viewership is it i mean it depends on the guest but um the views obviously go up and down depending on the guest but i get a lot of dms about people liking just learning who each guy is
1: i really like the episode yeah you know i didn't watch it when it first came out and i just watched it a little while ago was uh, brad schoenfeld's episode was great yeah. yeah yeah like that sort of stuff that's good info you know i actually sent that link to a couple of my clients and i was like just watch this episode like t- half the questions you ask are like in here
0: yeah they're they're up and down right like i'll have coaches on like brad and, and scientists like brad and then people like John Meadows, and then I'll just have regular bodybuilders on who just want to yeah. talk about their life.
1: Yeah. No, and, and another thing um, about you, and I don't know, like, obviously this wasn't intentional, it's just you doing you, but, uh, you know, everyone really likes what you're doing and how you're presenting it and the fun that you're allowing the guys to have and, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have to be the star of every show. You know, yeah. you'll, come on, you'll come on one of those bro chats and, like, you'll say – you know, 10% of the yeah. the content. You just let them, let them go at it.
0: But I think that's why it's successful. I, I don't, it's almost like it's weird. I'm a really selfish person. I'm like a super selfish person, but on the podcast, I'm not that person for yeah. some reason. For some reason, I just like, I just like to be there and have fun with everybody, but I don't want to be the center of attention. So right. it, it kind of, it's just, it's worked out that way. It's not like done on purpose
1: how much prep do you do for uh like let's say you're having an episode of real bodybuilding what's your standard procedure for like kind of getting ready do you try to find another interview of that person and watch it so you kind of get an idea or do you read something they've written or do you like to go in just with a list of questions and
0: i don't do any prep
1: no prep whatsoever
0: i'll tell you the honest to god truth so Usually, if I have somebody on the podcast, it's somebody I'm interested, I've been watching somehow on Instagram or something, and there's something I want to ask them. Like, there's one kind of specific point I want to get to. Mm -hmm. But then when we start talking, it just kind of unfolds into, like, their history, and I get into their origin and why they got into bodybuilding and, like, maybe some of the jobs they did and their family life, their relationships. And it kind of goes in a bunch of different ways, and the conversation is really dictated by that person. But I don't generally do... You know, at most I'll look at the person's contest history just so I have an idea if, if it's somebody I'm not really familiar with. I'll look at their contest history just to know like what their you know what their history was like and honestly, like aside from like Dorian Yates, Jay Cutler, Patrick Bet David, I really don't like plan out questions.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I think I think those three guys were the only people that I actually had a list of questions written in front of me, and I didn't really refer to them though. I kind of had them in case because I didn't. I wanted to be prepared, right? Yeah. But I didn't really get to most of them. That that's what I've found too is yeah. is I
1: used to prepare more like, and I don't mean like overly prepare. I just mean at yeah. least have like a list of questions, yeah. and and now it's like half the time Dusty and I look down, we didn't get to any of them.
0: Yeah, you I. You know just, what I mean. I feel like it's the the, the best way to just have a natural conversation. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm really curious about all the guys and, and why they got started, and I think the psychology of the sport is what I'm interested in more so than the nuts and bolts of it. Like I don't, yeah, I care like you know how did you know what did you eat? I'm kind of curious like what's your diet like? Are you like heavy on fats? Are you heavy on carbs? Sure, but I'm more interested in like what's it feel like to you? Why does why does it matter so much to you? Why do you do you get insecure were you bullied were you not bullied are you just do you love the stage like i i'm more curious about the psychology of it so like the conversations kind of just go in that direction right. i think that's that's probably why i'm called the oprah because i'm talking about feelings <laughs> and like most bodybuilding shows aren't talking about feelings they're talking about the nuts and bolts
1: yeah grams and pounds yeah. and yeah yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah
1: yeah yeah no i i i i know it's uh The the longer I'm in bodybuilding and the more bodybuilding I see in my rearview mirror and, you know, I look back on everything. I was having this conversation the other day. Someone said, and again, these are their words. Why do you think you were successful in bodybuilding?
2: Yeah.
1: And I was like, well, I don't know how successful was I. I turned pro at 39. So on a scale of successful, like I didn't, you know, my dream of going to the O never happened. Yeah. But but i'm still extremely proud of the fact that i made it to like the table yeah right and so they they said like you know how do you think like why do you think you got that far and everyone has their their thing they did i was just so stubborn yeah and so that worked for me
0: but you weren't just stubborn you were innovative too see everybody has a different definition of what success is yeah. Right. Right. Like I just had this conversation with Dave Tate. I asked Dave that exact question. I said I said I had my podcast. And I said, what's what's your definition of success? And it just somehow led down that road. And I asked him that question and he said to me, his whole premise of success was who's at your funeral. Yeah, that's that's his debt Like, what is your funeral look like and, and who's standing around your casket? And those are the people that matter. And that to him was all that success was. So when someone asks me, like someone said, someone, you know, people will say to me, well, you were just a mediocre bodybuilder. And I'm like, you know what? If you look at my record, sure. It was like middle of the road. I don't, I don't consider myself a top tier guy, but my goal in bodybuilding was to make a living working out. That was it. I was like, I want to train for a living. I want to go to the gym and I want somebody to pay me to go to the gym I, because I had, you know, because that's how much I love it. So if your definition of success is I want to earn a living and make a living lifting weights. Yeah. I I can't say I haven't succeeded. And the same thing goes for you. Like if you look at your career, sure. If we're talking about just stats on a page, it might not look great. But then if you go, yeah, but you've made a living and made a a career out of bodybuilding. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of people can do that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely the, the, it's the long game. Right, like you know, the old question: Oh, you know, if you could go back and win an Olympia, would you? Yeah, and, yeah. And no. And my answer is no, because I said to someone, I said the other day, they asked me that, and I said, well, if, maybe if I had an Olympia, I, I'd also have an ex-wife and no money.
0: I see what you're. I see. I see what you're getting. Like, where
1: you're going, you yeah. can't play that game. Yeah. And now I'm I'm in a situation where I wake up every day. I'm very happy right now yeah yeah. like my happiness level aside from you know the federal government kind of being on our backs about gyms um (laughs) other than that like the happiness level is high i have a five minute commute i love the gym that we got going like it's you know it's all good so i wouldn't i wouldn't change anything to get an olympia
0: no and that's people ask me that too like do you have any regrets about anything i'm like yeah there's some regrets here and there like about things i could have done maybe a little differently but like overall am i don't have, I feel like i have anything to prove and i'm pretty proud of what i did yeah so and now and, and, and the thing is you even it's funny because people talk about your success in terms of one facet and i'm like yeah but look what's happening now it's like we're still going right like it the, the podcast the supplement company the whatever and it's like all, con-
1: all that training all that being hoss all those hands you shook and pictures you took with all those fans at all those expos yeah. all those people you inspired with the youtube videos back when you you know that was the only platform we had yeah. um that's all added up to that logo on your shirt yeah. and uh it's you know you've been able to create something out of it and it's all the building blocks that make you who you are now so you know uh, people need I, I think it's helpful if people see the big picture you know yeah. and don't focus on things they I uh, would have, could have, should have.
0: I think it's tough for people. They people ask all the time, and I just did a podcast uh, with John Jewett, and they were talking about brand building, and this is exactly what you're talking about. Is people talk about brand building, and they, they think it's a secret formula that you have to have on Instagram to build your brand. two posts a
1: day, and so many
0: yeah, yeah, and it can happen in six months, and you're going to be Bradley Martin. And I'm like, no, that's probably not going to happen. It might happen the odd time. Yeah, you might get the odd fluke that the guy's like overnight sensation, but for the most part it's exactly what you just said the brand building is and i actually approach people ask me sometimes why i get back to it because i'll message somebody back on instagram even if it's just like with an emoji or something just to to, to let them know that i got their message right. and people will be like i can't believe you answer your dms and in my mind it's kind of like what you're talking about every it's playing the long game every single handshake matters and it's kind of giving everybody respect for, you know, letting them know that you're not taking them for granted, I guess. Yeah. And they build up over the years, right? So, and I think that's, if you want to look at the epitome of that, that's Jay Cutler. Yeah. Like Jay Cutler, yeah. is the epitome, those lines that Jay stood at the king. Like, when Expos were over and he's the only guy standing there. All the other bodybuilders have gone home except for Jay. That's the king of brand building. He He shook every single hand and they're all there for him now. It's funny. We
1: went to the, I think it was the San Jose Fit Expo mm-hmm. in like you know 2014 or something. Yeah. And uh, we only went the one time. You know, we just went down. We thought it'd be a good expo to go to. So we had a mutant booth, yeah. and I roll in there with, with uh, one of the you know one of my bosses. We went like you know Friday at like 4 p.m. just to set up the booth. Yeah. And there was nobody in that hall. Like yeah. all the booths were built everything was done we were the last guys in there kind of like making sure the booth got put together we were just checking out the booth and jay was at his booth stacking boxes
2: yeah
1: putting stuff where it needed to be and we walked over and we're like hey blah, blah, blah. we're chatting away and i just thought jay doesn't need to be here no but he's but here anyways yeah you know, he loves this shit that's
0: right And it, it's a lesson it's a lesson to you know i just so i signed this young kid to our brand uh last week and he said you know And I think he's an amazing bodybuilder, right? But he's like, yeah, I'm not really good at social media. And I'm like, you know, one of the things Jay exemplifies is not just the work ethic in the gym, but it's work ethic everywhere. Like the same work ethic that got Jay to four Olympia titles is the same work ethic that he took to the expo and took everywhere. And I think that's why he was so good at what he did. He didn't, he wasn't like, well, I'm going to be great in the gym and I'm going to, kind of half-assed it at the expo and i'm gonna half-assed it's this over this meeting and i'm gonna have it was like full-on in every facet and i think that's why you get so much success so yeah. i think these young guys that are watching that are trying to learn how to be Jay or have a successful career after bodybuilding or even a even a successful career off stage while you're bodybuilding that's the fucking model man that's the blueprint and, and john meadows has said it best Jay literally put out a blueprint for everybody to follow it's just whoever wants to do the work yeah yeah hey what's going on guys thanks for watching another podcast here at think big bodybuilding media and thank you to our great sponsor truenutrition.com for making this all possible truenutrition.com is owned by dante trudel the creator of dc training he wanted to create a supplement company that offered high quality third-party tested supplements at a fair price high quality protein powders just about every type you could think of huge variety of flavors plus health and performance supplements check them out truenutrition.com and hey if you use our code advices you directly support our podcasting thanks guys let's get back to the program
1: what what about your 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 sponsoring athletes now i see you've picked up a few people um yeah. you know obviously you're looking for certain qualities in someone you got nathan epler now um you know some some great nathan obviously
0: yeah, yeah uh the, the,
1: the, uh, Ash. the Ash. Yeah. and uh so i mean it, i mean i can see what you're doing but yeah. you know what what how do you explain it to people? Like, what are you looking for when people say, Hey, Haas, how do I get yeah. on the brand?
0: It's tough. You know, cause every time I have this question, I get uh, instantly the next day, I'll get a slew of DMS from people being like, I'm that way. I got the, hey, that's me. <laughs> so, so there like, I can be there, yours
1: for five grand a month. <laughs> yeah,
0: there isn't. Um, okay. First, let me just say this. It's uh, extremely gratifying to be in a position to be on this side of the table. And give back because I was the guy on the opposite side of the table asking for so many years. And most of the time I was asking, I was asking for people who weren't even bodybuilders. They were people running businesses that were businessmen that didn't really know what I wanted or know what I needed or understood, understood anything. Right. So it feels really gratifying to be on this side of the table to call an athlete and have the athlete know who I am and know that I've been where they are and have a trust, have a trusting, honest conversation with each other. Cause they know they can't bullshit me. And I know like, you know what I mean? It's like a, we're we both have to be fully transparent with each other. Cause we both know what's up. Yeah. So it's a, uh, but it's really, it feels kind of like I'm honored to be able to, to be in a position where the company is doing well enough to bring on a Nathan Diashka or a Nathan Epler or a Samson Douta or a Justin Mackey or Ben Chow. Like, these guys are are uh, major parts of the company, and they all are for different reasons. There's no um, archetype athlete that I'm looking at that's like, okay, he's got to be this kind of person. He's got to be a white guy with black hair, and he's got to like. There's no race. Atti- like, there's I guess there's an attitude, and the only thing I could say is I like to sign guys who are not. They're no bullshit guys. Yeah, that's the one thing I think will Clearly. always it will always hold true. I'll, yeah. I'll never sign a guy who looks fake or is kind of bullshitter or like is I don't know maybe too vain or like the guys I sign are like hundred percent real through and through. Nathan's like what you see is what you get. Yeah, Nathan Nathan Epler is just a blue collar kid who's like trying to crush it like. You know Justin Mackey owns like three businesses, and he's just like a silent, put your head down kind of worker. Samson, same thing. Ben Chow, like these guys are just—they're just hardworking motherfuckers <laughs> to steal yeah. from. To steal from. Ste- steal from to Seth. steal from Seth. They're working motherfuckers. <laughs> 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 I'm stealing, I'm stealing Seth, Seth's line now, but no, it's but, okay. Um,
1: He'll love it. Seth will love it.
0: Yeah, no, I know he will. But yeah, I think that's the only real quality. I like guys who who work really hard they don't necessarily have to be the best on earth because I wasn't the best on earth, but they have to work really hard and they have to, they have to care and they have to, they have to give a shit. They have to really like want to make themselves better and they have to be real as fuck. Yeah. That's really, you know, I it's weird. I get messages from people that are signed with other brands and they're like, I think your, your brand is the best brand ever. Blah, blah, blah. And I look and they're signed with another brand. I'm like, that's weird. To me, that's weird because I'm like, you're not loyal to that brand. Why you're not going to be loyal? It's like if you like you cheated on a girl with another girl, right? And then you're like, I'm not going to cheat on you. I swear. But she's like, you got she knows screenshots your... of the DMs. You're <laughs> the prettiest girl ever. <laughs> so, no, but there's a uh, like I said, I don't think there's any specific um, type. I just like guys who look like they work really hard, who are really real and and are willing to work at their their entire careers not just on stage yeah. I, I want them to be like i want the guys to see that there's gonna they have to have a life outside the stage to really be successful and, and those are the guys i want to sign the guys are going to kind of be fully round yeah and do it all like you know nathan's got his own gym justin mackey's got his own gym uh, they're all kind of doing something outside of just the stage, right? So that's part of it, too. So I guess there's a little bit that goes into it.
1: Uh, what about how you see yourself? Um, you know, I I mean, we sort of have something in common and that we're a little older than, you know, we've been around a long time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I've already gone through the, you know, you know, sort of admitting to myself that I'm done, not <laughs> going to compete again, too many yeah. injuries, triceps all fucked up. My like one calf looks like shit. And it's It's yeah. over, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I sort of went through that phase and um, and really, honestly, the gym, the fact that, you know, I'm part of West Coast Iron, we opened that gym, that was like a huge thing for me to put my energy and positivity into. Sure. And I see, obviously, you know, you're, you know, older in your later stages of being a pro bodybuilder. I'm not sure what your plans are, but you must see your brand and what you're doing as like, you know not just the future of Haas, but you, you must see it as like, oh man, what an incredible way to leave the stage behind. Eventually.
0: I don't think I realize, and, and forgive me if this sounds like bullshit or like I'm looking for a pat on the back or an accolade or, I don't think I understand the magnitude of the podcast and, yeah. and, and, and how much like, I don't know I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't know I don't know any the impact I'm having or if this is gonna replace bodybuilding. I just Right now, I, I think right now there's still like this little hope in the back of my head that I'll get on stage one more time, but it's probably not gonna happen. So I've put all my effort into the podcast and into my supplement company but I still have a little bit reserved for the stage. You still got some
1: monster in the basement.
0: <laughs> that's right, yeah, yeah, that's right, as as Paul would like to say, quoting from Rocky. Um But I don't know as far as how I see myself or how I see honestly, man, I just leave that leave that to other people. I don't I don't know. I just I like I like being an ambassador of the sport. Whether whether I'm the ambassador or not the ambassador or just one of the ambassadors, that's fine with me. I don't care. I don't. I just like being an ambassador to the sport. I like I like being positive in a sea of negativity, because yeah. the, in bodybuilding there's a million channels and most of them are just chasing drama and chasing bullshit and chasing the next shitty story to tell about somebody. And I like being the channel that people come to just to, just to have a laugh just to talk yeah. about just to talk about shows and just to represent the, the positive side of what what we do cuz if you want to know the negative side you can go to every other single channel they'll tell you about the drugs they'll tell you about the people getting sick they'll tell you about about all the bad things that bodybuilders do and have done but i don't want i just don't want to do that cuz bodybuilding i tell people all the time bodybuilding has given me everything and i think it can be a positive influence in somebody's life and I don't want to say it's healthy, but you can probably do it and be healthier than, you know, most people make it out to be. And I I just want to promote it in a positive way. So that's kind of how I see what I'm doing. That's exactly how I have always
1: felt all the way back to the day when I gave my very first seminar.
0: Mm hmm.
2: I just
1: had no interest in talking about the uh, bodybuilding in a negative light. I was always wanted to promote it because I always felt like it enriched my life.
0: Yeah. And and,
1: you know, the friends, the friends I made and the relationships that I formed through bodybuilding were with like great people and it's just been such a positive thing the whole time. And so when I meet someone who, you know, has like, five years of negative bodybuilding experience i was just think man i don't know how that i don't know i'm t- sorry that happened i just yeah. i just didn't have any of that
0: but i feel like it's isn't it's it's also brought on by themselves in the way wow. they think because look i can i could i could be one of those people right yeah i could, I could easily be one of those people because look i'll show you how easy it is to be one of those people uh 2009 i was second place at tampa bay to dennis james should have won. I knew I should have won. Dennis James literally admitted to me. Told you. He told me. He's like, yeah, you should have beat me. I could have been like, wrote a bunch of bad stuff and been like, bodybuilding sucks. It's fake. The judges, it's all political. I could have been that guy. I could have easily been that guy. But I was like, okay, man, you know what? Let's just got to get better. You just got to get better. 2011, same thing. You know, shows. But there's, I don't want to go through them, but there's probably a host of shows where I was like, I could have placed a bit, bit better. I might maybe yeah. could have had four wins instead of two, right? Right. Or let's go even further. I could be like, okay, I have my kidneys have declined a little bit, right? So I have a little bit of kidney uh, decline. My numbers aren't the, the best, but I'm stable, so I'm healthy. But I could easily blame bodybuilding. I could easily say, oh, you know what this sport did to me, blah, 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 and play the victim and make everybody feel sorry for me and point the finger and all the shit. It's easy to be that person, man. But I just posted something on my Instagram yesterday. You live by the sword, you die by the sword, right? So the day you jump on stage and you win a show and they cut you a check and you're the man and you're you're standing there with, like, this check and you're everyone's cheering for you, you still have to be the same guy when your kidneys don't look so good or when you take second instead of first or... Or when your fucking wife left you because you were so selfish you were competing all the time or whatever the bad thing is, you chose it and you took the good stuff that came with it. The contracts, the wins, the traveling, the whatever, whatever positive came from it, you took it. Yeah. So so it's easy to be the victim. It's very easy to be the victim. I think it's all in your mindset. And I think that's where I just don't want to be different. And I had times where I wanted to go down that road. Not necessarily towards bodybuilding, but just towards people. I, you know what? Maybe if I do drama, more people will watch. And I just don't. It just doesn't feel good to be that person or act that way.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm I'm lacking the ability to do that as well. I don't have the ability to do like, like. Let's say, just imagine someone came to me with a bunch of money. Yeah. And they're like, we want you to host this new channel. Yeah. And it's or- like. Where you're you know, gonna shit on everybody? Just shit on everybody. <laughs> Up next on bodybuilding Death stories. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. You know, <laughs> I, 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 couldn't do it. No. I don't have like I couldn't do it. I don't have this. The, the uh, it's not that 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 whatever that thing you need is. I don't have it. So it, it's it's uh, it's frustrating when I see other people willing to do it.
0: I'm totally and fine with you know- and loving it. No, there was a period of time where I it bothered me. There, honestly when I first started this is funny. When I so I was off YouTube forever. Like I had a channel but I didn't use it until like 2019. Yeah. So 2019 then I start using my channel again. I start doing nutrition and training and then I start the podcast. And I'm new to all the YouTube stuff, so I'm starting looking around at all these different channels and I it actually really bothered me to the point where I would say stuff on my on my podcast. Oh, this guy's an asshole, that guy's an asshole. And then I realized it doesn't matter, man. It just doesn't matter. So I stopped I stopped saying anything about anybody because I was like, I'm kind of feeding the same thing. Right. Like, even if I'm talking about somebody who's even doing acknowledging something, it. yeah, even talking about somebody who's doing something shitty is kind of feeding it. So I just decided one day, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do my own thing and I'm gonna stay in my own lane. And that's Branch Warren's influence. And uh, it was something we talked about on my podcast. And I thought about it ever since. And every time I, I start to stray, and look at what somebody else is doing or somebody else has, I think a branch warrant. I'm like, just stay in your lane. Just just walk your own path.
1: Yeah. I, so. I was uh, – it's funny. One of the only questions I did have in my head yeah. was exactly that. I was like, you know, what have you – are there any guests that you've taken anything yeah. from and, and, you know, put it in part of your own code? You know? Everybody.
0: Yeah. Every, everybody it's funny because the guys who watch my podcast know every time somebody comes on and tells me a new diet strategy, I'm like, I'm going to try that. So, so like, every week I'm starting, like, a new diet. <laughs> <laughs> like, look, this Fitbit. I bought this Fitbit because of John Jewett.
1: Yep. Yeah. I know. So, he was talking about, like, steps during the day yeah, and his yeah, total yeah, cardio and all that. But, yeah,
0: Dude, it fucking works. I got the Fitbit. I got the app on my phone. And I, like, make sure my calories in are lower than my calories out. I've been fucking losing weight. I'm getting shredded yeah yeah it's like so no but go back to your question um and i'm not sponsored by fitbit although i am trying i'm i'm i'm, I'm going for one but but i'm not well sponsored you got by. the
1: man's, you got the manscaper commercial so now you yeah, need the fitbit yeah. commercial
0: yeah i got manscape you know? I'm, yeah i'm doing trying to get into some more more ad stuff but um to go back to your question i learned something from everybody i think that's why i love doing it so much yeah and it, especially You know, having people like Branch Warren on or Seth Feroci or Evan Senapani or just to name a few, like Sergio or like even you and and Dusty and all the people I've had on, man, everybody. I take – honestly take something from everyone. And it's – I find it – and when I do get off a podcast with somebody, I'm extremely inspired. So I'm almost almost using it to my own advantage. I'll have somebody on. They'll tell me their story. And then when I get off the podcast, I'm like – just ready to take on the world
1: so that's that's funny that you say that because i i want to talk about i wanted to ask you about uh so i i have a thing in myself that i i fight and of that little voice i'm all bodybuilders have the voice that's back here you suck no one cares (laughs) yes right that, yeah. that little voice like no one no one cares no one cares what you think no one cares about your, you know what i mean there's that little voice that nags us which is part of what drives us to do what we have to do like when you're squatting four plates for to failure and you grinding out the reps there's that little that's part of that sort of like valuable anger yeah that I is in it. us yeah. we, we learn how to channel it i don't know if it's uh a voice that's in there when we're even before bodybuilding and we just kind of find a, a use for it mm-hmm. but that voice also rears its head sometimes when it comes to doing stuff like this mm-hmm. and and you know it's sort of like you're your own where it's like that voice is your worst enemy
0: how so what is what does the voice say to you oh uh, like
1: you know ah do, they, do you really have to keep doing this show is anyone really going to miss you if you if you stop doing this show how many people are actually going to message you Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like that, that little voice sometimes comes into your head. It's like your own worst enemy is, is actually part of you. And I was just wondering, like, in what way are you your own worst enemy and and how do you deal with it? And and how do you sort of like battle it?
0: I've wrongfully or rightfully given that voice, the term anxiety. That's my anxiety. And I've dealt with a lot of anxiety, more so in my early 20s. And steroids made it worse. For those of you out there listening that have anxiety naturally, if you take steroids, it will get worse because earlier I tell everybody steroids is just an amplifier of however your personality already is. So if you're already anxious, trust me, it's going to get worse, especially with some compounds. But that voice is my anxiety, which is the the voice that's always trying to justify you being safe. Yeah. Your, your brain is always trying to protect you. Don't do this thing because it's going to hurt. Don't, Maybe you don't te- take that set so far because there's going to be pain in your muscle the next day, or maybe you might tear something, or don't don't do the podcast because nobody gives a shit, and it's easier just to not do it, and nobody'll care, and nobody will re- nobody will remember that you didn't do it, and they're all just justifications, mm-hmm. and they're but they're all safety mechanisms brought on by your own inferiority complex or anxiety or lack of confidence, low self esteem, whatever you might want to call it. It's that that voice that you said that's where it stems from so when I was studying anxiety in my early 20s because I read a bunch of books on it and I actually saw a therapist about it um the main the main point is always to never let it win so I look at that voice like I'm playing a game with that voice we're we're in a we're we're playing a hockey game we're playing one-on-one basketball it's me that me and that voice and it's just a war of attrition. And yes. it's it's tiring as fuck because when you're not working a 9 to 5 job and you're an entrepreneur of any sort or you're trying to build a business or build a brand or do something outside the box, that voice is louder than everybody else's. When you work a 9 to 5, you may still have that voice, but it's a lot it's a lot it's it's far dumbed down because you're in a safety bubble. You go you punch in, you work a job, you punch out, you go home. You don't really have to drive anything. But when you're doing your own thing, whether it's bodybuilding or business or whatever, or whatever, creating something from nothing, that voice is like way amplified. Totally. And, and it's like, um, to me, it's a constant, like, there's, because <laughs> people are going to think I'm really fucked up, but it's like a constant <laughs> war. You, you are really <laughs> fucked up, ahead. There's <laughs> a fucking a war going on in my head all the time with that voice because if you have anxiety the safest thing is to do nothing just just do what you're comfortable doing just do the shit that's comfortable don't do anything uncomfortable because if it's uncomfortable it's gonna be scary as fuck and you're gonna have to deal with the ramifications of putting yourself in some position that you don't want to be in and um It's a constant battle. It's because when I feel that fear, there's an actual book called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. Yeah. That's that's the truest statement that has to do with anxiety or that voice or self-doubt or negativity. When you feel that, that is your signal to go further because that voice will fuck you over every single time. Every single time that voice justifies to you to stay home or sit this one out or whatever it is, it's fucking wrong. I promise you every time it's wrong. Yep. So that's how I deal with it. It's just it's it's my cue. And I've actually literally said this to myself, "Oh fuck, it's trying to get me not to do it." Okay, I got it. I have I, ha- to. I have to. Oh, it's trying to get me not to interview this person because it's going to be scary. Like Patrick Bet-David, that was a scary interview for me. Right. This guy, this guy's a fucking multi-millionaire entrepreneur, millions gives, of views, who gives talks to like thousands of
1: people and some companies pay him like yeah. 10 grand just to show up and
0: yes yes yeah so he's on my and i'm like i'm i'm like oh you know what maybe i'll, I'll just fake i'm sick or something you know? <laughs> 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 but i'm like that's the cue that's like no you got you got so i bought his book i fucking read his book and then i interviewed that was the preparation i did for that interview
1: really so, yeah so how much time did you give yourself to read a whole book?
0: Well, I'm not going to lie to the viewers. It was an audible. <laughs> so it was, a, it was an audio book, but I still gave counts. It, it still counts. It still counts. It's in a the reader. brain. It's in your head. <laughs> I'm way too, way too honest sometimes. I should have said I read it. No, but no, I bought it like uh, about a week and a half before. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. And I have, a, I have a 20 minute ride to the gym or half an hour minute ride to the gym every day. So on the way to the gym and the way back, I would listen to the audio book and get as much information about him and his life as I could. And when he came on, it was a seamless, it seemed like a seamless interview because I kind of knew where I want to go with it. Um, But that one was a specific time. I remember my brain going, this is too big for you. And I was like, no, fuck you. I'm doing it anyway. Even if it looks like shit, I'll just scrap the whole episode. I'll be like, fuck it. I'm not going to put it online, but I'm going to fucking do it.
2: Mm So
1: so yeah,
0: that's the, The answer i guess
1: i i completely relate with a whole bunch of stuff you know it's funny i never i've never called it anxiety like if someone asks like do you have anxiety i'm like no
0: but i have exactly what you described well i mean there's different (laughs) forms there's different forms right there's there's like there's social anxiety there's people have anxiety about their health performance anxiety there's, there's a, it comes in very different forms, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I do have some social anxiety. Yeah. Which is funny of... because people think I'm a hyper social person.
0: Yeah, you, yeah. You seem like that
1: because they see me like, you know, with friends or at the gym talking to everybody or at the expo. But it's, it's, it, it can be really exhausting. And yeah. then I need like alone downtime to like. But that recoup-
0: might be. But that might be a little different. Let me ask you this, and I'm not. Uh... It's all of a sudden turn into a therapy session. So <laughs>
1: it's okay. <laughs> if I'm not paying for it, it's all good.
0: <laughs> hundred bucks so, an hour. So if you, at the gym, at the expo, at all these places, bodybuilding related, you are okay to talk to everybody. What if you're in a situation that you're not comfortable with? Like in a, in a, in a, in a, an outing that's not, you're not, it's not a BMX event. It's not a bodybuilding event. It's not a music event are you still comfortable to talk to everybody so i uh
1: my girlfriend emily says that she sees this happen so like we went to this uh chamber of uh, commerce for like local businesses we went to like a christmas party it was like just before COVID.
2: yeah
1: and so like you know I'm the only bodybuilder in the room right yeah. and everyone's wearing it. we got the suits on dressed up it's a big like christmas gala thing for all yeah. the businesses and you know the bankers are there the mayor's there you know, it's like all those sorts of people. And um, and and at the end of the night, Emily's like, man, you can just talk to anybody. You're just so good at this. Yeah. And the whole time I was like, wow, that was exhausting.
0: Yeah. But that I don't know if that's social anxiety, because if I was in that fucking room, I'd be hiding in the corner. Right. <laughs> Actually, I probably, would, I probably would have left the room. Right. right just like, made an appearance and then yeah, like, like Hi, was yeah, yeah. I'm out. Fuck I'm yeah. out of here. Yeah, it's yeah. a little... So you probably don't have... You might have performance anxiety. You might have... Like, there's very different... Like, I'm not a doctor, so I'm not going to try and diagnose you. But right, right, right. I just... That, that's... I always called... I always called that voice. I mean, it's also your... It's also it's your self-esteem, and it's also... There's a lot of different things that go into it, but um, I f- always felt like the mechanism in our body that tries to protect us from doing something is is what makes you feel anxious so you protect yourself from doing it yeah you leave the environment yeah so when you feel that anxiety to me it's a cue to move forward not back yeah because the more the more you move back it's just it becomes overwhelming right like so so let's say you have this war of attrition right and in the middle is even this is your anxiety and this is you right when you give up a day let's say you you let's say something happens and you justify not doing it right Now you're here. Yep. And every single time you give into it, it shifts over a bit. And to the point where you're 10 years down the road and you've given in so much that now you're scared to leave the fucking house. Right? So every time you feel it, you got to push. And then that's how you kind of overcome it.
1: Yeah. It's funny because, you know, the saying, like, get right back on the horse. Yeah. Right? You know, and that's exactly what that is. And, you know, I, I remember having that in the gym, you know, like maybe you'd be squatting, you know, 450 for reps and you kind of hurt your back.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: So now you're not squatting for a little while, but I would be hell bent on getting back to that same. I fuck, I got to get that weight back. I got to get under it again. Like, and I knew that if I let that go and be like, "Ah, I'm just not going to do that anymore. That's one thing I'm giving up to the other guys who are still doing it.
0: Well, it's not only giving up to the other guys, it's giving up to yourself. Yeah. You, you have to it's you're challenging yourself to say, no, no, I'm stronger than my brain will let me think I am. Yeah. I'm gonna get back to where I was. Yeah. So that yeah, that is a very, very similar thought process. Yeah. So. Yeah. I uh
1: when I I you know, I I had Paul on the show last yeah, night. We had a good I time.
0: I heard him talking shit about me a lot. <laughs> we
1: uh it got a lot of people messaged, they were like, Man, he was awesome. Yeah, Paul's great, you know? man. Well, it was great. Um, and we got talking a little bit about, you know, stuff he listens to, uh, like we, Jordan Peterson came up. Yeah. And he yeah. said, you guys have some pretty deep conversations on the way to the gym or the way home from the gym or whatever. Yeah. And uh, I just wanted to ask you, like, you know, is there, is there anything outside of the bodybuilding world like that that you include in your diet? You know, because I consider what we listen to part of our diet. And is there anything that you you've you've put into your diet from from people like that that you think has made you you know a better person or a happier person or or you know changed your mindset towards business or family or anything?
0: Um. Well, I listen to a lot of Jordan, Jordan Peterson myself.
1: Okay. But,
0: um. I don't really know aside from lately, I've been doing a lot of Patrick Bet David. Okay. But I think it's because I'm. Now I'm kind of more in the business world. So he interviews mostly business type people, right? No, like he's he, successful. He interviews everybody, but he has kind of like on his channel. He also has a lot of like, um, you know how I used to do the I do the whiteboard videos about like cardio right. or whatever. He does kind of the same shit, but about money. Okay. So he'll do little clips like 10 minute videos or 15 minute videos or five minute videos about different aspects of business and how to be better in business at certain things. So I've been digesting a lot of that lately just because I'm trying to, you know, I'm outside my comfort zone. So I'm trying to learn more about what I'm doing and how to do it better. Um, I don't really know. I don't, you know, I don't, I kind of, my, my days are so busy with the supplement company and the podcast and training that I don't have a lot of time to sit around and, you know, read or take in a lot of different information about other stuff other than what I'm doing. So I try and focus on what I'm doing most. So I would have to say Patrick Bet David is probably the only outside influence that I'm learning from at the moment. Um, I do have a bad habit of, uh, getting a lot of junk food for my brain in with like news, whether it's right-wing news or left-wing news. I like to watch all the shitty news and I like to watch them fight back and forth. So, right. Yeah. So I, do I, that. So, so I do that too. And I'm like, I try, I, I try and limit myself to like an hour max.
1: You can see, you can see how some people like, especially the past year with, you know, COVID and everything, you can see how some people have outright lost their minds.
0: Oh my God, man. It's, it's to me, it's insane. Like we just had a very short, I want to say five minute conversation about, the the vaccine on bro chat right and it led to covid and whatever and their comment section is full of people that are very informed i guess and just really are like driving their point hard and i'm like it was really a short conversation between me guy nick and paul who's not we're not like intellects so it's like i'm like everybody just needs to like take the temperature down a bit we're just right just a bunch of guys shooting the shit kind of thing yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: but automatically there's certain trigger topics that will just ramp everybody right up and uh i i think i enjoy watching the news because these things don't really rile me up i just like to kind of to me it's entertainment i'm like these people are fucking going crazy and these people are going crazy and i'm pretty sure most people are in the middle somewhere and are normal right but you know,
1: that—that's exactly what I think. I think that, yeah, geez, I don't even know what percentage of the people fighting, you know, that you know the old thing we were taught as kids, like yeah. try to find common ground with people.
0: Yeah.
1: It's like no, no, the first thing people do
0: now is try to find uncommon ground. Like, it's, I find it weird how hard people dig in. Yeah. Like, if you ask me about the, like if you ask somebody about the vaccine. They are fucking hard like no i'm not getting it this is fucking or they're like yeah you should get it because if you don't get it the whole world's gonna die it's like there's no in between right and maybe there isn't maybe there isn't in between but to me i'm like i just said to somebody in the comment section they were kind of ranting about it and i said i'm not gonna die on this hill man like if i have to get the shot i'll get the shot if i don't get the shot i don't care like i'm just it's it's not worth fighting everybody for
1: that's 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 funny you use that term because I use that term all the time.
0: What's I that? say,
1: well, I I always say, is this a trench I'm willing to die in?
0: Yeah, that's right because it's like, because seriously, you know? what, you, what cause seriously, what are you fighting about? Like,
1: what yeah, you, you know. And it came up with business too. Like, obviously, you know, fortunately enough, uh, out here in BC, we were gyms were open. Yeah. Um, but you know, the whole thing, like, like ah, oh, you know. You know, you got to fight the government on this regulation and fight the government on this regulation and fight the government on this and fight the government on this. And I was like, you know, we're still open.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, look at every other province.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, what are you going to fight them about? You're already open. We're close.
1: Yeah. Like, we could, we could, you know, like, I'm not, you know, you got to pick your battles.
0: Oh, so you're open, but you have limitations.
1: Yeah, there's all these regulations, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm just like, you know, because you got to remember every time you pick a fight, you're in a fight now. Yeah. So now the other side's motivated to make your life worse. That's right. So you got to be prepared for that. So, you know, I can see like, you know, if you're in the states where they have a constitution – and there's all these things you could fight with you have weapons on your side the government's trying to make you close fuck you guys we're opening you know that sort of thing i get what some of the gyms in the states did yeah a lot of people just yeah you got to pick your battles you know i I would say like checkers not uh, chestnut checkers yeah
0: yeah i mean i get it look i don't want to i don't want to minimize anybody's Passions, like
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Ob- obviously, if you have a career that's been shut down because of this thing, then you're totally. probably you're probably really fucking pissed off. And I totally get dying on that hill if that's you. And I also understand people are like, well, government overreach and blah blah blah. I get it. I yeah. get all I get all the arguments on both sides. Oh yeah, I
1: have those. I write letters about all the overreach. Yeah, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know,
1: I'm it's it's just you, you know you gotta there's a, there's a there's a there's certain things you handle with honey. Right, yeah. you know, let's write some letters to some politicians. Let's get some dialogue going instead of you know, sticking your finger in the bylaw guy's face and going "fuck you." Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You know, how far yeah. does that get you? Yeah. Anyway, you know? the, 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 that's probably my my guilty pleasure is I like to watch shitty fast food politics. <laughs> <laughs> I but, do yeah. I do
1: a bit of that when I'm eating breakfast.
0: Yeah, I don't tell anybody, though, because this this little five-minute conversation on this podcast, I guarantee if you look in the comments section, there's going to be a lot of people pissed off at what I said.
1: Yeah, they're even arguing about stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I, I have uh, – is there anything – so sometimes, like, there's a guy named Lex Friedman. Do you know who yeah. Lex Friedman yeah. Yeah. is? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I love Lex, and I watch all his shit. Yeah. And his stuff, a lot of the people he has on are, like, physicists. Right and am like – you know, like – Too you know, smart for me. Kind of crypto people. experts yeah. and stuff yeah. but i put it on and i'll like cook my food and listen to the conversation yeah. because i i sort of want to get like i just want to get some of that intellect like bouncing around does inside it, does it inside sink in like network.
0: that does it just work like that just yeah a little
1: there. bit a little bit you know i find myself <laughs> driving and i'm like
0: you yeah. know
1: black holes really are you know like <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah no <laughs> i know. can't lex is too smart for me man i try to yeah. I think the only time I watched him was he had the the pilot on that saw the UFOs. That's something I've been super interested in lately. Isn't that amazing? I find it fascinating that people are like, they're, eh. yeah, people are like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, like, people, especially younger people. Cause
1: they, younger people didn't live through the,
0: yeah. the same circles stuff. And shit, yeah.
1: Yeah. And then just all the, you know, all the kind of like amazement and wonder that we went through with the yeah. whole concept of aliens, you know, just think of all the movies we grew up on and, and all that stuff, and 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 now they're just like, oh, is that a big deal? Well, for the record, I don't think it's aliens, though. Just for right. the record, right? I, I just, I just want to. I don't. What What do you think the Pentagon is actually releasing videos of?
0: I think I honestly think it's American military. That's top secret. That's what I think.
1: You think it's like so secret that the jet pilots don't know what it is? Is yeah. that what you mean? Yeah, yeah. I Cause see what you're they, saying.
0: Because didn't they? And it, listen, obviously somebody's going to call me stupid because whatever everybody's got their own beliefs i don't know let me just say that i don't know what it is you don't know (laughs) okay no but i have to say that because someone's gonna be like oh he thinks he knows everything there's all gonna be like i don't know yeah but if i had to guess my theory would be it's top secret american military because don't this like doesn't the american government have like factions that are so secret that they don't even talk to the other areas Oh yeah. So like, and didn't the stealth bomber was like, wasn't that like created in the fifties? But nobody knew about it till like the. And they 90s got all those future.
1: black ops prisons that they don't even other military people don't even know where they're located. Yeah. And yeah, that's just yeah. crazy.
0: So I'm like, it's not that far fetched to think that they created something, and nobody fucking knows about it. And they're just now getting ready to release it, or people are starting to see it, or I don't know. Right. I just I just have a tough time with the alien thing, man.
1: All this way to not say hi <laughs>
0: <laughs> i talked to paul about it paul's funny to talk about because he's a stoner he's fucked up half the time so i talked to yeah
1: i got it i got him at 9 p.m so it was yeah, he, was prime still time. Sober. he was still prime. sober at that time probably no no 9 p.m oh 9 p.m also, yeah, yeah
0: guaranteed yeah. fun yeah he's yeah. for sure fucked up um paul thinks there's aliens and he's like he he thinks that the universe is too big for there not to be another level another civilization somewhere, which right. is valid is completely valid, but I just have a hard time making that stretch see i have I have
1: no problem at all with aliens existing okay but the 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 distance required to travel to visit another planet would is so unbelievably difficult like you have like the technology would have to be but
0: what if their technology is so good that it's not difficult
1: well then the. so here's a thing that a guy on lex lex's show said he yeah. said if we are visited by alien spacecraft chances are there's no aliens on them
0: that's what i was thinking too
1: they're, who because they would have already gotten over the technological hurdles of uh, artificial intelligence and robots and alien and you know just sending their technology just a drone yeah, yeah like we've already put stuff on mars
0: wandering around so i can i can't say i thought it was alien drone i did think it was american like when i was right. thinking if it's american military i wasn't thinking that they actually have a, a pilot in there piloting this thing around i thought why can't it be a drone that they figured out how to yeah make it move that way i mean who knows right well so they say they say
1: that um the, have you seen the predictions on like driverless cars and what's going to happen
0: no well i've seen well, the, like testing them yeah
1: yeah so the, the i saw an interview with a guy and he was saying in the over the course of the next five to ten years there's going to be three million truckers out of work
0: Oh, I saw that. Andrew Yang was talking about that. Yeah,
1: and, Andrew Yang. Yeah, three man. million truckers out of work in the next five to ten years because of driverless trucks.
0: Dude, it's it's terrifying. Well, this is the whole this is the whole argument behind UBI and you know, um, basically giving everybody an allowance. Yeah. But uh, the argument was that there's so much innovation coming that the trucks are going to be self-driving and they're going to basically get rid of all retail. Because everyone's, everyone's going to have self-checkout where you just kind of like those new Amazon grocery stores where you just walk in, take something off the shelf, and it kind of like automatically charges you. You don't even go to
1: a teller. You just walk, yeah, out,
0: you with just walk out with it. just walk out with your bags, and it's like it charges you for everything you took. Yeah. So imagine he was saying, you know, I remember, I remember Andrew Yang talking about how many truck drivers and how many retail workers, how many like waitresses and shit, waiters and waitresses, all going to be out of work. This whole sector of, of jobs is going to be gone. So yeah it's it's uh, crazy what's there's a, there's a book a book a
1: long time ago that I read in college and I barely remember it but it was called the end of work
0: yeah it was and this, was this
1: back it was back in the 90s it was written yeah and it was talking about all this stuff
0: yeah yeah it's crazy man i don't yeah I don't doubt it's gonna happen man think about the think about the techno- technological advances in just our lifetime like, yeah. when I was growing up we used to answer a phone that was on the wall man
1: yeah, and your mom and dad would listen to one side of the conversation the whole time. <laughs> and my mom put like a short cord on, so I couldn't get tell, too far. Yeah,
0: yeah. Tell me you, you don't know? miss that though. Tell me you don't miss. Tell me there's times you don't actually miss having like a rotary phone and like a uh, or getting a newspaper or like there's a lot of weird shit from my youth that I kind of miss. I know? I
1: uh, I really miss the excitement of going to the magazine rack and just pulling stuff off and flipping through it. Do you? Yeah, like as a kid, you know, like I uh, used to ride my bike to the the owls news because he had yeah, like yeah. you know there'd be the newsstand that had all the magazines yeah, yeah you know yeah. like safely wouldn't have them all yeah. you go to like a newsstand or a cigar store and they'd have like every
0: magazine yeah you know? I, I was like that with car magazines yeah I, I would buy all the car magazines and flip through them but yeah i don't know There's just think about like things have changed so much in 20 years or 30 years you can only imagine like the next 30 so yeah, I don't know. I don't this is way off your original question, yeah. I don't know if I have a specific person that I am um, kind of like yeah, taking all their information or anything. I kind of just focus on my stuff and then, you know, at night I kind of surf YouTube and try and learn some stuff or just try and digest some nonsense and entertainment here and there.
1: I um I do have to recommend an interview. You know that Jordan Peterson is doing his own podcast now, right? Yeah. Yeah. So have you seen the one with the North Korean defector? No.
0: No, I haven't actually watched an episode of his podcast yet.
1: You should put it on and just let it play and just yeah. do what you got to do. Yeah. Um, he has this uh, a woman on who escaped North Korea. Yeah. And she's pretty young. Like she looks like she's in her late 20s, maybe.
2: Yeah.
1: But, you know, you think you're having a bad day or life's a little unfair or your government's a little restrictive with COVID. Yeah. And uh, you listen to her talk about the reality of, uh, you know, escaping from North Korea and the reality of knowing that her entire family has been punished yeah. for her escaping oh and my not God. and her entire family has been punished for multiple generations to come. Oh, my God, man. And the weight of that on her and knowing how it works. You know, like if you escape North Korea, they don't just they don't just yeah, they
0: fuck with your whole family.
1: They fuck with your family and all your cousins and all
0: their kids. They fuck so, with everybody so basically your entire lineage is fucked
1: yeah and it's it's interesting to see some of the parallels like so it's it's shame by association yeah guilt yeah. by association yeah. which when you hear it you're like wow that's a little frightening because we're doing a little bit of that now
0: we did yeah yeah like, It's
1: we have to make sure we don't let that
0: become like a rule it's it's too late I think <laughs> <laughs> think about it think about, think about it think yeah. about Think about this how many times have you been on the podcast and you've thought to yourself ah, i shouldn't say that
1: yeah There. oh man i had a couple other podcasts back like years and years ago yeah well i said stuff that i thought was funny and now i i'm glad i can't find them online <laughs>
0: yeah. you know yeah yeah it's there's we're already in a culture where like even just talking about the vaccine you know like I think Guy said something about it being, I don't know, a conspiracy or some shit he was talking about. And people are – there's people in the comment section that are angry. And I'm like, yeah, we're already kind of living in an age where you can't really have your own opinion. You kind of have to keep – if your opinion doesn't run with the masses, you kind of have to keep it to yourself. Right, right. So
1: Let let me ask you about money. Yeah. So, So, yeah, I like money. What's there, what's there not like what's there to talk about i love money. yeah yeah <laughs> um how much money is enough money
0: oh man that's a tough question it's never enough money and not because i'm a greedy fuck i see money the same way i saw bodybuilding the money is not the actual thing it's the it's kind of like when you're bodybuilding it's like someone would say how big is big enough? And I would be like, well, big enough is when my body can't get any bigger. That was the answer. It's like
2: yeah.
0: there was no limit. It was like I'm want to I'm purposely trying to take this vessel I'm in make past, it even more ridiculous. Past past the limit which is supposed to be. Like that's the whole point. So when someone says how much is enough money? There's not really enough, but it's not because of the money itself. It's because whatever it is you're doing that gets the money is the thing that you're chasing, right? So, like, let's say I make money for my supplement company. If somebody says, how big do you want your supplement to what, be? What's big enough? You know, is it a $10 million company, $100 million company, $1 billion-dollar company? If you're built like a bodybuilder in your head or like an entrepreneur, because bodybuilders and entrepreneurs are very close to me, like, the way they think. If you're built that way where it's never enough for you, you always have to be better, you can always be better, it can always be better, it can always look better, it can always feel better, then you're always going to be chasing more. But it's not because the money. It's because, I guess, going back to the question about success, the success is equated with where is the limit? I want to find the limit. I want to find the limit of how far FUAD can take hostile mm-hmm. i want to find the limit of how far food i could take and not to speak of myself like a third person like a douchebag i just mean like this is i want to see how far i can take the podcast i want to see how far i could take something so if there's a, a lot of money comes with that that's great but that's not really the driving force it's more like you know the driving force behind bodybuilding was not money if I want to make money, I would have went and started a real estate company or went into real estate and made more money. Right. Right. The, the driving force behind bodybuilding. Yeah. Money came with it. And I wanted to be the best on Earth. Not so I could get Mr. Olympia money. I just want to be the best on Earth. Yeah. Right. So like it's the same thing with with this. It's like money is a very nice uh, result of your hard work and it's it gives you freedom. I don't think money gives you happiness, but money gives you the freedom so you can be happy, which is always nice. Uh, I grew up poor. I don't want to be poor. I don't ever want to go back to being poor. Um, that stuff is important to me, and uh, I always want to be able to provide for my wife. And not that she like she does an equal amount of work, but I always want to be able to have a good life with my wife. But the, yeah, when it when it comes to Just to to shorten the answer after this long diatribe, the word enough doesn't really fit into your work ethic if you're trying to be as good as you can be. Right. Because it's never enough. Like, you're always, if you're built like a certain type of person, you always feel like you can be better. Right. Like, look, I'll give you an example. Even at 42 years old, with all the tears I have in my body, I feel like if I look a certain way, I can actually look better than I did at 35, which is absolutely insane to think because I'll never look better than I looked at 35, but I think I can look different and better. I get it. Right. I can, maybe I can be more athletic. Maybe I can, you know, have a different look, but the point is you're always trying to be better. And so the same thing goes with your business or your podcast and money is the result. The money is not the driving force.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I get that. What about, and I totally understand your answer, I guess. So let's say you had, let's just say like, do you ever think you'd be the type of guy, let's say you had infinite amount of money. Yeah. Okay. You think you'd ever buy a yacht? hundred percent. I'd buy a yacht. Oh, really? <laughs> Without a doubt. I'd buy a yacht. Why not? That's funny. Is that bad? No, no, it's not bad. I just I I I I for some reason I feel like if I had like again, you know, we'd have to wait and see what happens.
0: Yeah. But
1: sometimes I think if I had infinite money, I would like pull out of society more.
0: <laughs> yeah, but wouldn't that be even more reason to buy a yacht? Cuz you could buy a I yacht just, just disappear. <laughs> That's even, you just know, don't debate. give
1: anyone don't give anyone your new
0: address. Yeah, you just buy your yacht, get on the fucking yacht, fucking sail away. It's perfect. Right, right. And yeah. don't post to Instagram. What a waste of a yacht. No, I would post it. I'd just be like, you yeah. can't find me. I'm somewhere out at sea. No um No, oh, look, I, I'm not going to sit here and pretend money's you like, you like, you
1: like your nice car. Like yeah, yeah, you I, like stuff. Yeah, yeah. I And, like and that's, stuff. that's cool. Everyone's got their thing, you know. But some people like other stuff.
0: I don't like stuff because I want to flex on people. I'm not like, oh, look at my fucking shit. It's better oh, than yours. Oh, you love your vehicles, though. I just like stuff. I yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. I just like, I have a spending habit, man. I like, like when I diet, I'm on Amazon every fucking night buying shit. I just like to spend money. And if I can spend money for bigger and better things, then fucking so be it, right? But like, I've always wanted a boat. I've always wanted a boat. Maybe one day I'll have like a 20-foot boat and it'll just call it my yacht. They it'll, say they
1: say the two best days in a boat owner's life are the day he buys a boat and the day he sells it. I know,
0: I've heard that. <laughs> and and then, it's probably, probably going to hold true, but...
1: And then Bill Burr said that having your own sitcom was like having your own boat. It's always yeah. better to just go on someone else's. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I um, I don't know, man. Think about, like, I know people say, like, people always want to give the... People always want to give the socially acceptable answer, which is like money's not important and this and
1: that. All I would need is a little cabin.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like fuck you, man. Listen, the truth is, (laughs) everything I said about the work portion is true. Aside from that, man, I want stuff. Like, is a yacht like my number one priority? No. If I had a lot of money, the first thing I would probably buy is like a a winter home for me and my wife somewhere. Like, maybe I'd buy a house somewhere warm. Or I buy a nice cottage on a lake somewhere, you know, but you have to have money to do those kind of things like it's it's listen. One of the things for me is I grew up. I'm the youngest of five and my oldest brother and my sister. Actually, all my all my brothers and my sister are all very successful. And I've been able to watch and I'm much younger, right? Like I'm 12 years younger than my oldest brother and my sister. So I've been able to watch them go on vacations and buy summer homes and buy nice cars. And so growing up, all this stuff was in my head. I'm like, yeah, I want that stuff too. So, you know, the only way to live that life is to have money. So money does have importance to me in some way. And I do want a yacht. Yeah. Not, yeah. it's not, a, it's not a, like a last dying wish, but it would be nice. That a nice yeah, boat. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Well, you get, get one you can drive your truck right onto.
0: <laughs> I don't, if you want the truth, I don't actually want a yacht. I just want like a nice boat that's kind of fast that I can sleep on if I want one night. Right. And just fuck off with my wife somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's all. I don't think it's asking too much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not asking too much. Just eight figures in the bank account.
0: No, the, no. This, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I have aspirations. Look, it's the other thing. The other thing is too is I don't have kids. Right. Yeah a lot of people my age have kids maybe like paul's got two kids my other friends have you know one or two kids each my life and the way i behave with money would be very different if i had children oh same here right but i don't have children so i just do whatever the fuck i want and enjoy enjoy my life while i'm while i'm here no yeah absolutely so yeah
1: i uh i i put up a ask hoss anything yeah and uh you know, I always try to look for like the deep questions.
0: There's no deep. They're probably all fucking stupid McDonald's questions.
1: I'm amazed at the questions you get.
0: They're, let me guess, McDonald's? Uh, they're probably all fucking. They're probably about Paul or McDonald's or something. They're
1: they're all funny. They're all funny. Yeah. All yeah. right. All right. Hit
0: me. Let's go through some of them. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, um, well, first of all, someone asked, "Hey, when is uh when is uh Haas uh, bringing Paul out to West Coast Iron?" Someone asked that.
0: We were supposed to come out actually to BC at the end of this month. I think Paul might still be going. I don't know if he's going. I can't, no, I can no longer go. I have a a family issue that I have to be here for. So I don't think I'm going to be able to come out. I do want to come out. It just won't be at the end of this month.
2: Yeah,
1: you're always welcome out. Well, send Paul out for a test run if you need to.
0: Yeah, well, Paul's training sessions suck without me, though. So he's going to be, he's not going to enjoy the gym as much as if I was there.
1: Maybe maybe we'll have to adopt him. Me and my partner will have to adopt him for a few yeah. sessions. You're
0: gonna have to. Paul doesn't train well on his own.
1: Oh, okay, we'll we'll make sure we keep that.
0: Put him we'll through. Keep, yeah, put him through something. Else. Yeah, yeah.
1: What what did you, were, are there any particular insults you say to him to keep him going? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Name it. Fuck. <laughs> Man, if people heard if people heard the way we talk to each other, they would not think we were friends. It's like it's bad. Oh yeah. It's yeah. It's really bad. We'll just leave it. Leave it at that. You need to be hot
1: mic like the NFL players yeah. are occasionally. Like, you, know what?
0: you know, I've thought that sometimes. Like, after having Paul on the podcast and realizing how much people like him, I thought to myself, man, I should put a mic in my truck so, <laughs> people, can, so people can hear our conversations on the way to the gym and back. They just fucking pissed themselves laughing. We just... Yeah, he's, he's a good dude. Yeah. What... Uh, so, how did you assemble the crew
1: on Bro Chat? Like... How does someone become a part of bro chat? You just had him on once and then you're like, oh, shit, we got to keep this guy because you got just such a motley crew yeah. of dudes.
0: Yeah. You know, how does that uh, even
1: get assembled?
0: It depends how much fun I have with them on our on my own podcast. Right. That's kind of how it happens. Right. It happens by accident, really. It's like so Luke was first. Yeah. Uh, he was on episode number eight and it was a lot of fun. We just fucking laugh. He just made me laugh hysterically for like the whole, I'm like this guy, I need to have this guy on it. Like it just seemed right. And yeah, nobody's kind of made me laugh like that since. But then from there, I think, you know, it seemed natural to have Ben on after, since he was friends with Luke and James, because he was friends with Luke. And then those guys kept me laughing and they were interesting. And me and Ben actually became very close. Um, after Luke's passing, and then James kind of has that same British sense of humor, so it just fit. Like, and then yeah, obviously they're just,
1: those that whole crew—they're just such yeah. good
0: guys. Yeah, and then obviously it's bodybuilding bollocks, so I had to keep the UK tradition. So you need that's, one accent on there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, so the three of us fit. um And then uh I think I had Ian on. I no, you know what? I think I wanted to have Ian on, but I didn't want to have him by myself, so I had him on with the guys. And then it just clicked. He just, he was, I had never thought Ian was funny, but, it, <laughs> yeah. but it's because I never talked to him. Right. Like I i had him on the podcast, but it was very serious. I had him and Melissa on and we talked a little bit. It was kind of fun, but. Relationships and being a yeah, pro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just seemed yeah, yeah. very, like Ian always seemed very serious to me. So I never thought of him as like a weekly guest. He just, you know, or, and then I kind of thought, well, maybe he'll be the serious guy I have every, every week. And then. When I had him on with the guys, it was so much fun. I'm like, okay, this is good. He's just—he's a normal dude. Just I didn't know. And then um, I think Guy was next. Me and Guy did an episode of RBP together, and it was a lot of fun. And I had started bro chat with Ben, so I invited Guy on to do bro chat with Ben. And then we had a lot of we had a lot of fun. So I'm like, okay, now I got two shows. (laughs) And then Nick kept bugging me to come on the on the podcast. So I had Nick on RBP, and that was a lot of fun. And then. I just had him on again with Guy. And those two are, like, they're the perfect match. Yeah, because terrible guy, off each other. No, they're, they're perfect because Guy is, like, super fucking intense and always wants to be right and is, like, the intellect guy, like, knows everything. Google, Google, yeah. Google pull <laughs> it up. <laughs> and, and Nick is, like, the calm, I don't give a shit, I just want to bodybuild, fuck off, leave me alone. Squirt King. So right. they just fucking meshed and i get to sit there and laugh like it's almost like i have a front row seat every week Mm -hmm. and then paul is my best friend so i mean i didn't know if people were gonna like paul the way i like paul but the day i had him on it was a slew of paul is the best like just instant hit the dynamic
1: with paul is awesome because paul has like a little bit of an outsider yeah edge to him. You know what I mean? And I,
0: and I think that's why a lot of fans like him because he's like it's almost he's like he's... the most he's, normal dude. It's like he's talking for them.
1: Yeah. Right?
0: So... Yeah.
1: That's their seat. Yeah. He's occupying the fans' seat. <laughs> yeah, that's Every crazy. guy out there that's with crazy. two kids and a regular job yeah. who...
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah hangs so around that, a
1: bunch of fucking pros.
0: That, <laughs> yeah. No, but um, and I think last week we had Nathan on. Nathan was a lot of fun too. It, it just honestly it's just whoever whoever i have fun with if i have fun then i just want to keep doing it and it it also it also comes down to their schedule too like look, me and sergio have a lot of fun right sergio's busy a lot so it's hard to keep them every week right so i get them on whenever i can so it it really is some of it's scheduling some of it's just you know Do, do you ever
1: uh tell me about a situation where like have you ever had to edit a big chunk out of the show
0: yeah probably three or four times so how
1: how bad did it – how bad out of hand? Like how many minutes did you take out? There was one argument I had with Ben. I think it was like
0: 40 minutes. I just cut the whole fucking thing. <laughs> like, the fucking episode was like, like – 40 was, minutes long when you were done with it? No, listen. The episode was three hours and 23 minutes or something like that because I wanted to keep the regular two-hour mark. But we had argued for like an hour and a half or something or like an hour. I remember it being over three hours but I, it was over 3 hours that so i wanted to keep the original two so we must have argued for at least an hour and i chopped the whole fucking thing and i i can't even remember what the argument was about now it might have been it might have been the intensity argument cuz ben's like you don't train intense and i was like what the fuck those are fighting words so right, then he, right. but he meant it by like the physics definition which is true cuz intensity is your one rep max is like the most intense right
1: so, like, from a strength and conditioning coach's point of view, that's right. 90, 90% of one rep max.
0: That's right, but most people use the word intensity wrong because when we say intensity, we're like, that guy works hard, he's intense. Yeah. So we're actually using the word wrong, but me and Ben got into, like, an hour-long argument about it first. And then we had a different episode that me, Ian, and Guy <laughs> got into it pretty badly. And Guy and Ian were fucking, like, seriously mad. Like, I don't want to say they are beefing, but, like, they were like, yelling at each other and uh that one was that one got political and i'm not going to go into why but it got political so i chopped that one and then there's a couple others i chopped not because they were bad arguments just because we were just shouting over each other for like half an hour yeah it i guess it's, it yeah
1: no one wants to watch like yeah no, it doesn't the make matter with microphones
0: yeah so i just I chopped stuff out sometimes
1: Here's – I'll just do a couple more. I've been very gracious with your time, by the way, dude. I'm it's good. almost I'm, like you have nothing to do.
0: I don't. This is my <laughs> whole life. I just sit in front of this camera and talk shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so have you – so have you ever met anyone like – you know how we occasionally meet someone from outside our bubble? Which yeah. I know. It's, just, it's unbelievable.
0: It's rare, but yeah.
1: It's rare. So someone asked – so if someone asked me what I do, I go, oh, I own a gym.
0: Yeah.
1: Have you yeah. ever said, I'm a
0: podcaster? No. I won't say it. <laughs> I will not. Oh, I'm a I'm a YouTube podcaster. I could I could say you could I'm say a, it. I could say it. but because honestly, yeah, I I think I yeah I won't say it because my yeah. main my main no my main love and passion right now is my supplement company. So I'm very actually to be honest, this is a really nice question you actually actually ask me, asked ask me actually because. For 20 fucking years, and I'm sure you've had this, for 20 fucking years, people have said to me, what do you do for a living? And I'm like, I'm a professional bodybuilder. And for 20 years, I had to explain to them what that meant. I had to explain to them that, yeah, we have contracts, and I get paid to travel and compete and do photo shoots and video shoots, and it, I don't no longer have to do that. In the last two years, I think I've been asked a bunch of times from different vendors or different things like cars, trying to buy cars or whatever, what do you do for a living? I own a supplement company, sports nutrition. Oh, that's nice. That's the end of the conversation. Yeah. Or, or they know about sports nutrition. They'll ask me what you know, what the name is or whatever. But like, it's just really nice to finally have a job where I'm like, I own a company. Did do they job. ever?
1: Did they ever try to tell you that you spell hostile wrong?
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. I've been told that a few times. I'm like, I'm like, we're not stupid. It's a play on words. <laughs> so that I have to explain sometimes. But but yeah. What's
1: uh here's here's one that uh you know just uh thrown it out to all the foodies. What's your favorite Lebanese food?
0: Hmm. Lebanese food. Man.
1: Uh, your mom mom used to cook, didn't she? Like she's oh, my, mom,
0: my mom still cooks.
1: Still so, cooks, yeah.
0: People people would be shocked at how Lebanese I am when I go home like it's, you're way more lebanese when you go home I'm you mean way more lebanese when I go. i'm yeah. like automatically i'm like lebanese food right it's, it's like because when i go home my mom doesn't speak she speaks very broken english right so when i go home i speak arabic with my mom but my arabic is very broken so it's like we're both having this like broken conversation back and forth <laughs> so um but no my favorite i don't know uh probably grape leaves my mom makes these really badass grape leaves. They're not like the ones you get in the fucking restaurant.
1: I have she no idea what grape leaves are.
0: Oh, you don't? Oh, I mean, I, it sounds like it's a leaf. A leaf. So it's a leaf. So you get yeah. grape, you get a grape leaf, and my mom makes this stuffing that's like uh, ground beef and rice. Oh. And she, so she puts like so. Imagine you had a grape leaf like this, right? How it's big like, are they? It's about, uh, I'd say it's smaller than the palm of my hand, but let's say it's oh. like that big, right? Okay. She, she put like a strip of. Uh, ground beef and rice and then roll it up like a joint oh you're speaking right. my language <laughs> you go, right? so but she rolls them real tight man she's not like these when you she rolls them like paul yeah she rolls like paul sometimes one hand so, she rolls them with one hand <laughs> sometimes you go to the you no know, because sometimes you go to uh, like a a restaurant like an arabic restaurant middle eastern restaurant and they're rolled but they're like fat and sloppy and that's i don't like that so my mom rolls them nice and tight right and uh she fills it's it takes a lot you should see how much man when you saw how much effort this took and then the way we eat it like it's like it's gone in five minutes you have why did you just put in a bowl (laughs) you have no idea like you think to yourself this woman spent like a whole day cooking this thing yeah and me and my brothers just devoured it in like half an hour yeah so but she'll fill. like she'll take like a pot like this big and she'll fill She'll do layers of grape leaves. They're all like, let's say it's like the size of your finger. She'll layer them all the way up and then put them on the stove for like 12 hours to cook. And then it's just like, it's the best thing ever. You got to, if I come out, I'll bring you some. Amazing. Yeah. I would love it. Yeah. It's really good.
1: I would love it. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like most of the questions are a little lowbrow for what we've been talking about today. It's been, it's been a rather intellectual chat, Fuad.
0: <laughs> Hit me with some lowbrow stuff.
1: Oh, I got some lowbrow. Um, let's
0: I see. People, I want people think so little of me.
1: No, 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 no.
0: What kind of lowbrow are we talking about?
1: No, no, not too bad. Out of the whole bodybuilding and bollocks crew,
0: who do you clash with the most? Guy. 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 Automatic, yeah, automatically. We're constantly fighting. But in a good way. I love Guy. Right. So if you had to do like a – let's say you had to do like a 10-hour car ride. Wait a minute. Let me rephrase. And then you can ask that. Okay. I think Guy I clash with and it's funny. Ben – me and Ben get into like arguments. Actual, actual yeah. arguments. So go ahead with the car ride.
1: Right. So let's say you had to do a 10-hour car ride. Let's say, I don't know, you know you're driving somewhere. Which one – would you choose to do the drive
0: with? If I could only choose one. Yep. Paul. Okay. Let's say Paul's not there. I think I would say Ben, even though he would drive me insane. <laughs> I think I'm going to say honestly, I'm going to say Ben or James. Okay. James, James. The way James, James will sleep the whole drive. No, no. The way James thinks is awesome to me He's just not normal but like not in a bad way he just has a different thought process than than other people but ben i can uh, me and ben think deeply on a number of issues the same so we could have some really good conversations so i don't know it'd be better james or both it'd be cool to go without on i with both what what are some of your weird gym ocd quirks the plates always have to face inward even on a leg press doesn't matter it does not matter the numbers always face in always and if they get if they don't I have to actually turn them around like it'll right it messes me up like
1: see this this is good because um i only care if it's on a free bar
0: and and that would make sense
1: right and and even then the plates don't have to match as long as they sort of match like let's say i got a silver one and then a black one and then the one with handles i'm okay as long as they match
0: yeah if they have to match yeah you you gotta have an equal amount on both sides
1: right yeah
0: yeah but when
1: i train with dusty yeah i purposely pull random plates and just make myself okay with it just to drive him insane I have a so like I'll that's... just throw any old plate on there. I don't care what way it's facing. I just pretend I don't care. Just get ready for the set. And Dusty's like, what are you doing?
0: He can't handle it. He seems like that. Because when I watch him do his rows and shit, all the plates are like perfectly so perfect. aligned. And they're all the same. And I'm like, yeah, he seems like that kind of guy. Yeah, the plates facing inward is one. Um, I don't have too many gym quirks. I'm kind of like a blue collar lifter. Like I don't. I don't really like care as long as I get the lift in. Yeah. I don't have a lot of, at least not any that I can think of off the top of my head. Paul would probably say different because Paul would know more. I'm definitely, um, yeah, the first one that came to mind was just the plates facing inward. I can't really think of anything else that I have to do. What about music while you're training? Have to have music. And it has you to be, have like, to
1: have headphones.
0: I have to have music. It doesn't have to be headphones like the new gym we're We're starting is I'm going to have just massive speakers. Right. So it doesn't have to be headphones, but I have to have my music mm-hmm. yeah, or, yeah, so. or, or at least good music. Like somebody's somebody's music, but it has to be heavy. I
1: remember one of my favorite quotes ever was when I used to travel with Rich Piana. Yeah. And I asked Rich one time, I'm like, what do you listen to? And he goes, angry white music and
0: angry black music.
2: <laughs> That's right
0: yeah it's true it's true <laughs> it's funny because i had this conversation on the podcast with everybody and i think me and ben me and ben got into an argument about it because i was like when you're squatting six plates because ben squats six plates oh, routinely dude. yeah i'm like when you're squatting six plates don't you have to have the right music cranked up like feeling good like get under the bar he's like no i can do it to justin bieber and i was like what I the fuck? like what no. the fuck i'm like i gotta have like metallica disturb rage like yeah. something or or something hard like fucking you know dre biggie like i gotta have something hard playing
1: yeah there has to be like some death happening in the in the song like someone's getting yeah. you know something's
0: got something's going down yeah I, I, I don't know it's weird i i guess you know james said something that he didn't need it but then he he retracted a statement later on and said that he did like music so <laughs> he retracted it He <laughs> issued a retraction on that statement <laughs>
1: yeah so no music's important man music's i'm so with you man music I'm, is
0: this uh, my life has a soundtrack yeah i'm not like you like i don't it's funny there isn't one thing in my life that i know everything about you know like some people like like you with music like you know everything about music like well certain bands the, the bands that you like right like we were talking about tool the one day because i had a tool soundtrack playing right and uh I, i'm not like that i just know what i like right right and and that's it i kind of like i don't know the ins and outs of every little thing but i just know that i always have music playing and i and it's it makes it always coincides with my mood for that day or that event or whatever thing i'm doing at that time
1: yeah yeah what about um yeah so (laughs) where was that one here's here's one that's uh, that's that has nothing to do with bodybuilding my wifey keeps busting my nuts for liking on hot babes on Instagram. What should I do? Stop fucking doing that shit, man. Stop <laughs> that shit.
0: <laughs> I never knew how guys got away with that. Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes I'll see guys like guys I know, and they're married, and they like other hot girl shit. And I'm like, is not their wife think that's weird? Like, do you do that?
1: So I remember I used to like – all the photo, like I used to, I used to open my instant. I would just like, like the first 10 photos that came through. Cause I remember I used to be thinking, Oh, you have to like pictures for the algorithm to like, just like a bunch of stuff. And then I would like, like, uh, you know, some of the hot Insta girls that I know who compete. Yeah. So I'd like, 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 but then I just decided I don't want you know, how when you look at a post and you see like the name, the first yeah. name comes up of someone who's like that post. I'm like, yeah. I don't really want people to like think that I'm liking these hot babes because they'll get the wrong idea. And they don't know that I know them.
0: Yeah.
1: They don't know that I you know what I mean? I don't know. Well,
0: let's say let's say is there a, a hot girl that you know that your wife doesn't know, you know, like or that you don't know that you would like her photo? No, I stopped.
1: I, I kind of stopped. Yeah, I pretty much stopped doing that.
0: So your girl's not cool with that.
1: No, no, she would be. My girl doesn't care, but I just, I, I don't want like, yeah. My, I, so the funny thing is, is Emily doesn't give a shit. Like, she's like totally, yeah. really fine with like
2: yeah.
1: all that shit. But I, I decided I'm gonna like pull back and not like certain yeah. pitch picks, especially like the picks are getting a little more risky now too, yeah, right? Yeah.
0: Like
1: it's not the like, way. Even a couple years ago, it wasn't like it is now. It's
0: gonna be just a vagina suit. Yeah. Just... <laughs> yeah. So, but um. Going back to the guy's question my philosophy is it's your job to a certain extent as the boyfriend or husband to make your wife feel comfortable right if she's a bottomless pit then there has to be a line somewhere where she has to make herself feel comfortable but I feel like to a certain extent you have to make the the girl your girl feel comfortable man if she don't like it and it's not if she don't like it and it's not helping you anyway then what well, who fucking cares? Yeah, who cares? Like it doesn't it doesn't do anything for me to like some girl's photo I barely know, but if it's hurting my wife at the same time or bothering my wife at the same time, right? And what the fuck? What am I fighting her for? I don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It goes back to the whole like, what hill are you gonna die on? Right.
1: Yeah. Pick your trenches.
0: Pick your trenches. That's right. (laughs) It's like, do you really have to like the girl's photo?
1: Let's let's do one more. And this one's uh this one's something that I've gone through. I've had to like adjust my mental outlook and adjust the way I think um what do you think it's it's like a body dysmorphia question Mm. and I see it as you know moving into your older years where your body's going to change and look different is there anything that you're not looking forward to or worried about or really dreading or are you sort of I don't know more positive about what you're going to look like when you're 50 and you don't mind being you know when you're 50 were you going to be 220 really shredded or like do you have a vision have you, does, do you process these thoughts
0: I, I don't like droopy muscle right i'm scared of having droopy muscle i know i know obviously i'm smart enough to know that i have to shrink and i know if i don't ever compete again like if i don't compete this year i'm probably not going to compete again so I know after this year, that's it. I have to get down to like 220, 240, somewhere reasonable. I don't mind being smaller. I just don't want to have droopy muscle. And if if you've ever seen like a – and it's it's different ages for different guys. You know, some guys look great into their fucking 60s. Some guys are 60, though, and their pecs look like tits. And I just don't want to have – that's my biggest fear is like I want to see if I could figure out a way to shrink and still remain like tight and full-looking. I don't mean the skin because your skin's going to get older no matter what. But if you know what I mean about the muscle being like kind of that really just empty, like empty balloon look to it. Yeah. That's probably the biggest fear about building all this muscle is eventually it has to droop or sag somewhere. Right. So being superficial, that's the like speaking about, you know, surface topic, that's the biggest fear of shrinking is just that look that I I don't want to have that look.
1: Yeah, I I've gone through some stuff where so, you know, doing the whole like, you know, TRT plus thing and, yeah. you know, not taking any other gear at all and no GH and just being totally on nothing for a long time now. um, you Your weak body parts shrink more. Yeah. So like you know the the delts and pecs are still like fuller than the let's say the arms are or something that I never you know I didn't have the crazy arms to begin with so you know you start running into that and um and then you know the the body parts that you had injuries on shrink more yeah so the tricep that has a bit of that nerve issue I've been dealing with that shrank more than I expected yeah Yeah. because you know that you don't have the drugs there to like fucking fire it but I had to adjust my mental thing like, hey, you know what? I earned these fucking scars
2: and yeah.
1: like someone might look at my arm and go, oh, that arm's fucked up. And I'm like, yeah, you know why that, that arm's fucked up? Because I fucking tore that tricep three fucking times.
2: Yeah.
1: And yeah. and I did everything I could to get my arm as big as possible. And that's why it's fucked up now. But I'm just I'm OK with it. And so it's it's all kind of in your head. But I know what you mean about the droopy muscle. I'm like every day I look yeah. at my pecs, I'm like, oh, they're, okay. they're still good.
0: <laughs> I still <got> pecs. <laughs> It's hard, though, man. It's it's honestly like... I don't want to say I sit and look at my old photos, but there are times where someone would... Like, somebody actually a week ago sent me an old clip of my leg session we did like way back. It's on my YouTube channel, like my oldest videos. And I was like, man, we used to train fucking hard. And I was like, I can see my delts through my shirt. Yeah. Like, it's like... So, when I see when somebody reminds me like if i see an old photo of myself i'm like oh fuck like then you're kind of like yeah you know the tricep tear starts to you're like oh fuck my arms half the size it used to be and yeah there's there's definitely challenges man there's there's 100 a lot of challenge the physical is just the smallest part of it to be honest with you if you're if you're if you're trying to be a pro bodybuilder and you're you're young you have to prepare yourself for the end because it's not fucking easy man like There, there is a void that you have to fill after retiring that, that I've tried to fill with the business and with the podcast and it's, I filled it in a different way, but it's never going to, you never fill that void, like the bodybuilding void itself. Yeah. So like I have something I've directed my passion towards, but it's not ever going to be the same as it was. So there's that huge void to fill. And then on top of that mess. You have the superficial side of it, which is, yeah, my body doesn't look as awesome as it used to look five years ago. So there's all these different things you have to contend with. And I think if you don't have a level head or you don't have good support around you, like there's days where I'm broken, man. I don't think anybody would ever tell you. Like, you know, Dorian Yates talked about on my podcast about having a really rough two years where he drank a lot and all these things. And and, um, I think if I didn't have the podcast and I didn't have the business – and I didn't have a wife and good friends, I would be really fucked up. Yeah. I think I'm fortunate that I found something to throw my entire life into. And I have Paul with me that is such a good friend that I can I can sit there and tell him, Man, today's fucking rough. Like I, I miss being my old self today. I can say that to yeah. him yeah and he'll and he gets it because he he you know even though he wasn't a pro he himself hey. has, has had to deal with the same thing right so yeah. um i think having good people around you and having something to really sink your teeth into can help bridge the gap but it's not going to be easy for anybody i don't think nobody yeah i don't think anybody who invests like when it comes to bodybuilding you invest 100 of every minute of every day even if Let's say, okay, you look at Roman Fritz and he's the perfect eater, right? Keep keep talking, I just gotta plug in. yeah, even if like you're not the you're not the perfect eater, you're still one hundred percent focused mentally, so like your entire day, your entire everything is focused on this one thing, and then all of a sudden that's not there anymore. All of a sudden now you're like, I have to think of other ways to fill this time. And and fill this gap that I, I is no longer full. So I don't know. Yeah, it's just a, it's a, it's a major thing to try and overcome. And 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 uh, it's different for everybody.
1: If the crisis gets really bad, you uh, build a BMX bike.
0: Is that what you did? Is that well? That's but it's true though. That's kind of like you found something else to put your heart and soul into, I guess.
1: Well, so the what I realize is I need to have something to work on. Yeah. Like pro- progression.
0: Yeah.
1: And even if I and I have to have something where like you earn your progression. Yeah. And then you have moment, you have a moment where you're like, fuck. Yeah. You know, and, you're and for that's that, that yeah. gratification. You know, like I'll try something, you know, 10, 12, 15 sessions in a row and then I'll like pull it off. Yeah. I'm like fuck. Yeah. And, and it's, um, uh, it's the same as like, man, I got to squat four plates. Yeah. You know, the first time he squatted four plates. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You never forget it.
0: Yeah.
1: I remember the sweater I was wearing when I squatted four plates for the first time.
0: I don't remember squatting four plates.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was a big no. deal to me. I was in high school still. It was before grade 12, actually. Really? But yeah. Yeah. And I was, Shit. uh, I had a red gorilla wear sweatshirt on. I remember yeah. it. Yeah. 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 It was like just one of those things, you know, and. And you know the, the 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 inches, the game of inches, earning little tiny little tiny building and building and you know um, or hey you know get get on the drums, you know, I'd so, love to yeah. see you in drums, man. I you know, fuck
0: it. I can't, man. I you know, I asked Luke one time. I'm like, hey, man, when you play the because I was like feeling down about not being able to play. I was like, hey, when you play the drums the first time, did you just play or like was it difficult for you? He's like, no, I just picked it up. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's- I'm like, well, that's fucking heartbreaking. I'm like, well, I guess I just suck. So I just, yeah. I think it was after he said that to me, I kind of put the drums down. I'm like, I put the drumsticks down. I'm like, I'm not going to. But I, I, that's something, that's probably something I I will always feel bad about because it's something I started that I didn't didn't carry on with. Oh, they're always there, man. But I have excuses cuz I have other other things going
1: on. I I I didn't pick up a guitar for like 5 years at one point. I was playing yeah. guitar every day for like 10 years and I was starting to get where I could play like a whole bunch of stuff. And then yeah. I just didn't pick it up for like 5 yeah. years. Yeah. And then I picked it up and I sucked again and I had to like
0: <laughs> it's a learn all over. <laughs> oh fuck.
1: I lost all my yeah. skill, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but it's um it's amazing what we do to get through. Yeah. Ad, you know yeah, and yeah. uh it's uh you know talking to you uh, after all you've done and um you to me you are a reinforcement of the do what you love rule yeah. of life and you know uh just not bothering with the stuff you don't want to do you know and um you know maybe that's a a thing mm-hmm. that only some people wind up in a place where they can do or focus on maybe more people could do it if they wanted I don't know but um doing what you love has always been my number one rule you know yeah. and uh it's it's it it's awesome when you know you see somebody else do it and it it's paying off for them it reinforces that it's the right direction to head in so you know I appreciate you coming on man um you know it's uh definitely been a weird time you know not knowing if the show is going to continue for a while or what Dusty's going to want to do when he's back and yeah. You know, how he's feeling and everything. And I just thought, you know, Dusty hates quitters. And, uh, you know, Dusty doesn't like – Dusty would hate if I didn't do this show because he'd be like, you I mean you were just waiting for me for weeks? <laughs> <laughs> like, I can just hear him, like, yeah. you know. And well, uh, so it's been – it's great yeah. that, you know, I appreciate you volunteering. I remember when I talked to you a couple weeks ago and you said, hey, man, if you if you want me to come on and and, you know – help pass an episode just let me know so i appreciate that man
0: yeah it's my pleasure man and honestly like uh like i said before i i don't know dusty very well personally but i feel like we're all connected somehow because of the because of what we do and uh i always feel like i would want somebody to do this for me so uh, i'm happy to you know jump on from time to time whenever you need me to to uh not that i could take his place but just to just to be a body for you to talk to and keep the show going yeah, um, but I but I appreciate you having me on, man. It's fun.
1: Thanks, Fouad. Uh, all the best. I'll uh, I guess I'll see you on Instagram.
0: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> all right, brother. Okay. Thank you so much, man. Nice. Okay, you bet. Bye. Bye.